All right. Welcome back, everyone, to FTC, An Honest Guide to Running a Field Trip with your hosts, Rebecca and Phil. Say hi, Phil. Hi. All right. So Phil took the reins on this one and kind of arranged how we're going to be doing this. Episode two is called In the Beginning and is brought to you by the College of Humanities and Fine Arts. I, I like the uh, official intro. That was, that was very professional. That was I mean, they give us money for, like, field trips, so... I mean, true. Why wouldn't so. we shout them out? <laughs> and again, this is supposed to be so, like, you know, yay school and not bashing them and, you know, that the dean would be proud of this, hopefully. I mean, I don't know if she has time to listen to this, I imagine. I mean, hopefully. That'd be nice is he doing dean things? I don't, I don't know how school works. Anyway, let's hit it <laughs> off. Field trips. Yes. Today's central theme is a little more serious, but don't worry, we'll still have fun. It's about the field trip planning process. So first, before we do anything, we have to be a club. <laughs> Shout out to all of us that remembered that. <laughs> oh, good times. Anyway, the first thing that you actually do is you vote on a museum or Broadway show. So it starts out, we have two semesters and two field trips throughout the entire year, one in the fall and one in the spring. The one in the spring, we both, we go to New York City both times. The first one in the spring, wait, no. In the fall. Yeah, that was close, Man, I try so hard. All right. The one in the fall is we go to New York City for the day and we go to a museum. The one in the spring, we go to a Broadway show. What it used to be um, back in like the early days, like a few years ago, was that we would go to the, what am I thinking of? Oh, the museum. And then at the end of the day, we'd kind of have like an info panel and a question and answer panel too with some various alumni that lived in the New York City area. And we would invite them to come and, you know, we'd get some catered food and we'd ask them questions. But we did an honest poll of members in our club at that time. And there just wasn't enough interest to continue doing that. Plus it was kind of hard to, you know, ask this of the alumni to do that and have a space that's rented out to us. And the space that we were using for some reason just wasn't available us to do any anymore. So we voted that we would just switch to a museum for that first part. So now fall field trip museum, we actually have to pick one, but it's not on just Phil and I or whoever the, you know, chair is or chairs are. It's on the club and the rest of the, you know, I'm at committee. I'm that a close the field trip committee. You know what? I worked it for. I don't even. I'm trying. I'm proud of you. You're working hard. together. Okay. Anyway, the committee decides on a couple of museums, and then we take it to the club for a vote. But our committee, you know, is made up of so many members, so it kind of pushes the vote in the direction. So last time, what I did was I really, really, really wanted to go to the the American Museum of Natural History because that is where Night of the Museum happened and it's a super cool museum. And so I kind of skewed the vote in a sense that I didn't mess with the actual votes. You can go back and check it. But what I did is I made a slideshow presentation and I made that the coolest slide. And then I dropped in some hints throughout the slideshow. So people were really pushed to that. Or, you know, maybe they just wanted to go to that too. But I really hyped it up because I wanted to go. And, you know, I can't just decide on my own or else we'd only go there every year. But I was really happy when we won that over. What were That's your thoughts on that? Do you remember that field trip? 
I do remember the field trip, but I was uh, just going to mention, too, it's funny how you bring up that you hyped up uh, the American Museum of Natural History on the slideshow, because if I remember correctly, I had an exam that night, so I didn't, I wasn't able to attend the meeting where everyone voted on the museum, so I love that you just overhyped uh, American Museum of Natural History, and that's where we ended up going. Honestly, like, I looked up best tips on how to convince people, you know, like, subtle marketing there to like to convince people to go with your idea for like during slideshow presentations I read so many articles I just I didn't want to miss my chance to go to New York City for the day for $20 and be able to go to the museum I was ready I was amped the tenement museum was kind of like a close second but yeah sure that looked pretty interesting but it I think interesting, but you know I really wanted to go to the American Museum of Natural History because right. I was a biology major at that time ha good times <laughs> it was a lot of cool biology stuff so anyway that's what happened there yes it was a fantastic time i've never done that before but thinking to the future i think i might want to continue doing that but obviously not you know skewing it every time <laughs> like even like during like as like uh transitions i tried to like you know make put like a quick dinosaur picture or something they try to convince them i mean i think it worked <laughs> But, I mean, in all fairness, maybe we should probably give the other choices uh, a fair shot, but at the same time... Go look uh, at the slides. It, there was nothing wrong with them. I just made the one that I wanted to cooler. I still heavily biased, but lucky. <laughs> you know what? Everyone had a great time. Exactly. That's what counts. <laughs> None of the feedback. This is why we have feedback forms. Everyone on the feedback form was happy. Wait, no, that was the field trip that they couldn't find the bus, right? Yeah, no, that, yeah, that was the field and, trip. And, like, that... Yumi and someone else were <laughs> at Whole Foods buying dinner. We're like, what do you mean the bus isn't there? Oh, good. Yeah, uh, yeah, Craig had contacted us saying, oh, uh, oh, yeah, the bus isn't there. That's where my favorite photo comes, I know I'm getting off track, that's where my favorite photo comes from, where you're um, drinking that, shake shack smoothie on that freezing cold bench in the shade and you're bundled up and it's a little snapchat video and i put like the temperature it was like i don't know 38 degrees and i said how bad do you need a shake sir i had never had shake shack before that day and honestly it was worth it me and, either but, it was but so I, i'm lactose intolerant so i don't know how <laughs> worth it it actually was <laughs> no. i'm with you listen, oh listen, my it, it tasted good I think that's all that counts there. At least you didn't explode later. Exactly. <laughs> From joy, you know. <laughs> oh my. Oh, that was such a great field trip. Anyway, my point of that little tangent was that I think in the future I am, and you know what? I'll have co, or I'll and I'll have a co-chair. You or we can appoint someone else to have, be an unbiased look to make sure that we don't skew things again. But I will continue and you know suggest the next chairs that we do a slideshow format because some of the museums I honestly just wasn't that familiar with like the museum of fine art I hadn't really heard much about it mm -hmm. but apparently there's like some there's not just like the main one there's a couple of them and I didn't realize that I thought it was all kind of just one giant museum and like the tenement museum I never would have you know thought to add that to the list but then I learned a little bit more about it and I realized how cool it was so I think the slideshow going forward is a great way to, you know, give a quick snapshot of what the day could be like and what cool things you can learn about are there so that everyone kind of has like the full picture and it's not just like, well, I've heard of the Museum of Fine Arts, so I should go there. 
because remember a lot of people were thinking about like going towards that and then I started to bring up you know these are some of the exhibits that are there currently and here's a couple of the campus we could campuses we could go to and the interest kind of died on that one like I know Amanda was really into that one and a few other people were but I feel like the more I talked about it and you know brought it up with our our um, committee members too the interest kind of faded away because they wanted to do something that it wasn't like a traditional art museum where you just kind of stare at it I guess you could the same could be said for the American Museum of Natural History but that's kind of like there are things too that you can look at I think that, that's definitely why I liked uh the slideshow format for presenting these places so that way like people were able to at least like gauge like an idea of what they were expecting so that way they just didn't sign up for or vote on a place for a field trip and then be ultimately disappointed with their experience like they are they at least know what they're going into and i think that definitely helps for just the benefit of you know marketing the field trip too because people are excited to be like hey we're going here and that helps gauge other people's interests right and then they can explain like if someone if say the tenement museum had one they could be like oh hey we're going to the tenement museum and this is some cool stuff that we're going to do there you know they, they wouldn't just be like you should join the field trip we're going to the tenement museum i'm not really sure what that is Right. Kind of it, it helps them be able to share their excitement experiences with others and kind of vamps up the field trip. Mm-hmm. It's always good. Anyway, that's for the museum. The Broadway show is kind of the same, though this last semester we made a poll, you know, in yeah, like a, a Google, Google, form, a Google yeah. poll or form. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant with the polling option. So we could kind of gauge what happened there. We were going to go see Chicago, which I was amped about. I was also amped to go see Beetlejuice, but that lost by, like, a vote. So. I was, honestly, I was kind of leaning more towards Beetlejuice, but I was also happy to see Chicago, because that's, no, it that's was such leaving. a good show, too. It was leaving Broadway. I was so excited. I was like, yes, Beetlejuice. Though, I mean, I would never say no to Chicago. Come on, let's be real. Yeah, no. It's- Chicago is a classic. It is a great. And then, what was that one? What was that? Um, Was it the Beach Boys? Was it? I don't. I forget. I just remember Beetlejuice and it was like an, being our talking contenders. There was contenders. an old band in there, too, that I had heard of, but I wasn't terribly familiar with, and I asked my mom about it, and she was like, you guys want to go see that show? That's kind of like for our generation, not for you. <laughs> I think we did something like that, too. We, not a slideshow necessarily, but we had talked about the Broadway shows, because obviously, you know, you can't really see the whole show. I think we sent out a form or something about it. Yeah, no, so what happened there was... There were links uh, we, to it, right? There were, like, little yeah. We sent out a form, and then we uh, took the time to look up, like, either trailers for the shows or, like, excerpts and stuff like that. And, like, that was built into the form. So people were able to, like, as they're reading the options they had to choose from, they were able to get a sense of, like, oh, this is, like, you know, kind of what this show is going to be like. And stuff, right, stuff right. Because like there was a lot of interest in, like, the Beach Boys or whatever it was for that and then after we'd sent out the form the results kind of were kind of lower for that because people had gauged it a little bit better and we're like oh maybe this isn't as interesting as we thought it was going to be because there's literally nothing worse than showing up to a broadway show and being completely disengaged not saying it's bad it's just you're not engaged in it because you're not interested in the topic for whatever reason no exactly and especially for if you're going to be paying like only twenty dollars to go to new york for the day and to see your broadway show then like honestly you kind of want to make it worthwhile because they're not paying as much as they you know as much as the tickets are worth 
and it's you know you it's it's a good opportunity to go on these uh field trips for such little money so we want to make sure that they're having a good experience right and you know you're going through the city and you're seeing the sites and you're maybe buying some souvenirs you're definitely buying some extra food there so you want to make sure that your day is really worth it no exactly anyway our committee kind of takes the main vote you know so we'll come up with some ideas and we'll get ready to present it to the rest of the club but we do turn to the rest of the club for advice too, because just because like the eight or 10 of us, so all want to see Beetlejuice still feeling sad about that. doesn't mean that the rest of like the other 30 members still want to see it too. You know, that wouldn't really be fair. Yeah. Try to get everyone's opinion on that. Mm -hmm. Ooh, delegating work to the committee. Oh yes. That's uh, that's, I, honestly, I have to say that can be one of the toughest parts about the- Just going to say that might be one of the hardest parts because I try to give them something that's like, you know, meaningful, but isn't busy work. But that's, that's kind of like, hard. Yeah, because ultimately, as you're, uh, as you listeners are going to hear during this episode, there's a lot of administrative stuff that we can't delegate to general committee members because you just like, we have to work alongside Dylan. He has to, you know, train you to a certain aspect and stuff. You have to use uh, UMass credit cards and stuff like that. Like, we're not going to let a freshman who just joined the club and the field trip committee take on that type of leadership. So, yes, in a way, like, we have to give, like, some level of busy work to the committee because ultimately that's all we really have. But it's the hardest part is trying to make it interesting and engaging and contributive to the field trip as a whole. Right. And it's not even just rather what year you are and how new you are to the club. It also involves, you know, how much Dylan trusts you to put on a very professional face and be able to talk with adults and our fellow like connections that we have. Like we talked to, I can't remember their name, but someone from Broadway direct had right. interacted with our club for a lot. Like we kind of had been, not friends, but, you know, they had been our agent doing that. So we want to make sure that you have good connections with these people and you don't want them to have a negative look on you and the club and the university as a whole because they might be less willing to help you, you know, if they don't really care for you. Right. It will still help you to some extent, but, you know, how when you have someone that you're close with or you really understand, you often want to go above and beyond for them. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do that, but you do it because you enjoy them and it's a good connection, so... The important part there is we really can't just trust just anyone to do that. And, you know, it's more than just calling a bus company and saying, hey, Peter Pan, we'd like to, I don't even think we take Peter Pan. I don't think recently. I forget what the company specifically was. Honestly, but... it's been too long since a field trip for me to remember, but sure. we can't just be like, hey, Greyhound, we need 52 tickets on April 6th because surprise, that's the date of our field trip, the virtual one. We'll talk about that later. Anyway. We can't just say we need a bus then figure it out we have to ask you know what do you have available what are your driver stipulations because you we can't just just because a bus can hold 52 passengers doesn't necessarily mean that can be 52 students you have to also have to count in administration personnel like the chaperones if you will you know like real adults essentially if something happens to help us um in the past there has been bus driver conflicts in the sense that because we're leaving for so long there are certain hours that they can work or be clocked in so we'd need a second bus driver to switch out we have been able to circumvent that lately because there is i don't know where it is 
but it's on the way to New York City or maybe a slight detour that will go somewhere and switch out bus drivers. Yeah, I was going to say that happened in the fall where we had to just let everybody know. I think it was uh, like like the south border of Connecticut or something like that. They were like, hey, we're just making a quick pit stop so that way we can switch out our drivers because the driver who had picked us up at UMass at like 7, 7.30 in the morning uh, had, was working from that previous night. So he was at the end of his shift like as we were on the way starting our field trip. Right, of course. And we have that we have locked out with that too because that you know creates an extra seat for another student to go. So our number of students doesn't just depend on the bus; it depends on a lot of factors that you just wouldn't think about. Like I wouldn't think about that. Mm-hmm. I would assume that if we you know rented the bus and the lovely driver for the day, that that would be it. That you know it's like oh it's fine we'll just have this driver for the day. You don't really think about how it affects other people. No, and the, yeah, there's a lot you have to take into account, even for simple things like you're saying, just even calling the bus company being like, please give me a bus. Oh, and ticket prices too. Oh, that's, about that. that's, that's, a real that's probably process. more important than finding a show. Because just because everyone, everyone wants to see the Lion King doesn't mean we're going to see the Lion King because we are funded by the College of Humanities and Fine Arts. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> so... We do need to have a certain finite amount of money that they give us. You know, we everyone who goes on the field trip pays the $20, but that doesn't just cover everything. That covers maybe part of the bus, maybe part of the tickets. The other part is paid for by the College of Humanities and Fine Arts. Thank you. So, you know, we can't just be like, hey, so we need $6,000 for these tickets because everyone wants to see The Lion King mm-hmm. when there are other cheaper options. And, you know, it depends on we buy them in blocks sort of. So it depends on where we're sitting too. So we kind of have to check out that too, based on what prices are. The easiest way to do that is to contact one of those agencies, which is, you know, scary to make a phone call. But I think that one, we actually do an email because it's easier to, you know, look back at the prices because they can tell us what's available that day in those big, you know, group prices and those group sitting areas so that they can give it to us. And, you know, it's a little bit cheaper. I was going to say during the um the fall 2019 field trip uh I've had a mixture of both being on the being on a phone call multiple times with the ticket company and being in a continuous email thread just depending on the situation like the email thread let's say is pertaining to oh this is how we're going to get the tickets to you this is uh the this is how you paid yada 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 and then the phone call might be okay, now we have a discount if your entire uh, group sits in this section together or stuff like that. So honestly, you just you have to be constantly in contact with these companies in order to make sure that the day runs smoothly. And even then, you can't guarantee that everything's going to go exactly how you want it. So you have to kind of over-prepare. Oh, yes, of course. Like the field trip to the American Museum of Natural History. Elise and I went to go pick up the tickets. We hopped off the bus. We walked into the center and we were like, oh, okay, this will just be a quick trip. You know, we're just going to walk up to the customer service booth, get our tickets and distribute them to everyone on the bus. Wrong, because the customer service booth was closed. So the only booth open was the main ticket booth. And that line was probably a good half an hour. And sure, we had fun chilling. And every time one of you texted us, we said, we're almost near the front. We're almost near the front, even though we had never moved. (laughs) My favorite was when multiple people on the bus texted. It was like, you texted. Craig texted, Dylan texted, Freya texted, like just a whole bunch of people. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, we're almost, 
we're getting there. Meanwhile, we're standing in the same spot we'd been in 10 minutes ago. I mean, on on the other end, it was just (laughs) a group of like, give or take 40 students in the lobby of the uh, American Museum of Natural History, just sitting there chatting, having a good time. Like we're in the museum, but we can't actually enter the main parts of the museum because we have to wait a good amount of time until the tickets came. So it was definitely like, all right, we're standing here. Nice. Let's see how Rebecca and Elise are doing. And that probably traded off every five minutes or so. So that was definitely why you're receiving so many texts. We were just laughing at one point. I was like, should we just not respond? <laughs> we just not. But then I knew we'd get like a phone call. And then we'd be like, well, we don't know what to tell you. We're waiting in line still. True. That was a but, fun time. But we, we did get the tickets eventually. We did. Yes. We gave them our school name. And they're like, oh, yeah, of course. Here you go. No problem. I was like, why couldn't we just walk to the front and do this? I don't understand. All these people are buying tickets. Ours are already bought, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah, they were bought and put aside. Like, they had them at the desk, like, ready for them. He was in a packet. They had a whole book of, like, like, folder, rather, of schools. All they had to do was just look for the name and hand it to us. That was it. Perfect. It was a fun time. But And then we took a Snapchat about that. We're like, chaperones. And then I said I felt like one of those chaperones, like, cool teacher chaperones from a high school or, like, middle school field trip, you know? Yeah. distributing tickets it was a great time even distributing the tickets is something that's hard to do i mean i guess we could delegate that to them on the day of but that's a little bit difficult because when you get your ticket for at least a broadway show it denotes where you're sitting so if you want to sit next to your friend you kind of have to line up or get off the bus in that fashion right so that can be a little annoying we uh, definitely it, it's I a wanna... little easier for the museum but like yeah, for Broadway, it was definitely a lot more complicated with just the whole, all right, if you want to sit with your friends, get off the bus with your friends and also make sure that you're in the same row because the t- the next ticket for the person behind you might be for a different row. Right. I, I want to find a new system to figure that out. Maybe we can call people up, just be like, hey, Phil and friends, come off I, the bus. Yeah, may- I was gonna maybe we can think of something in the future where like we have people fill out a form like the week before and say all right who do you who this is who's on the field trip who would you like to sit with that's true because then we could sit there and at the when we're giving out tickets be like all right this is the order that you're getting off the bus first yeah. phil's group phil elise and sarah next craig's group you know we, we could do that that would be easier right. and it would be random yeah exactly i'd like that oh you know what's an important aspect we haven't touched on? It wasn't even on the thing. Point people or contact people. That's Ooh. my preferred term. Very important. Contact people if you haven't been on the field trip is the best job ever because you don't have to, you pay your $20, but you get it back at the end of the day, the field trip. So your job is essentially like a parent on a field trip, except you don't actually have to assume responsibility in the sense of making, <laughs> no, I mean, you do. But my point is, you don't have to, you know, hold everyone's hand and make sure we're all in one location and no one gets lost. Really, you're in charge, charge, I say in air quotes, of five give or take people. And they all give you their phone number and you put it in your phone. And then you just make sure they're where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be. Say it's 10 a.m. and we're stepping off the bus and we're at the museum from 10 to 3 p.m really all you need to do is make sure that at 3 p.m. everyone's at the bus when they're supposed to be, you know, maybe at 2.30, text them and be like, hey guys, we got half an hour. You should start making moves towards the bus if you're not there already. 
if they have an issue, they'll contact you. And then you'll contact one of the field trip um, chairs, like Phil or I, because it's just easier than having 50 or so people ask us, hey, what time are we doing this again? I lost my sheet. What are we doing this? You know, I lost my ticket. I don't think that's ever happened. But yeah, no. But we're able to delegate a lot of like, you know, the immediate like you need someone that has or sorry, I rephrased that wrong. Someone has a message that like they need immediate response to and we're able to delegate that work because like, I mean, you know, the contact people are probably going to come to us with like the questions that those people have and be like hey what time are we doing this where are we going for this etc cetera, etc cetera. but we're already doing other things on top of that we're making sure everyone has tickets we're making sure everyone is in the right place if they all need to be in the same place we're in constant contact with dylan and other chaperones in case uh like this happens or this goes wrong or something like that so we're we're on call for a bunch of other things as uh, co-field trip chairs, so it's good to delegate some of our work to other people, at least for at least delay uh, some of those messages to us, so that way we're not uh, entirely overwhelmed. Right, and like, don't get me wrong, if you text me and you're like, hey, I honestly have no idea where we're going after this, that's fine. I'm more than happy to respond back to your text. It's right. just, it makes it hard for me to get my job done and still have fun in New York City if I'm responding to like 20 of those every few minutes. Yeah. If, you know, if someone has another question. It's easier just to have one person take care of that. And then obviously, if there's a question they can't answer, like if somebody's like, hey, I got on a taxi and I'm on fifth Avenue and I don't know where to go now. Obviously that I wouldn't expect a point person to take care of that. I'd be like, okay, why don't you give it to like Phil or I, and we'll see what we can do about helping them get back. I mean, it's a grid system. I don't know how you get lost on that, but <laughs> we'll John Mulaney there. <laughs> but, um, obviously we can take care of like bigger picture things and small things. It just helps when somebody's taking care of most of the small things, because even though we give you a packet with all the information, even though we give you a half sheet with all the information, even though we demand that you take out your phone, yes, demand, it's gotten to that point where you take a quick photo of it so that you have it with you all day. Still have gotten those questions before. Yes. Constantly. It's, just, it's, it's, it's just natural. And as a point person, it gives you a little bit of, you know, understanding of real responsibility yes yeah, most likely things don't go wrong. and if something goes wrong and we can't even fix it we'll just ask dylan and them you know exactly really nothing ever goes wrong but it's just nice to be able to so that like we can have time to enjoy the city too because we spent all semester planning this and talking to companies and you know doing all a lot of heavy lifting and we would like to have a little bit of fun too it's interesting because like the way we have we like you know advertise the field trip is like you know we're hyping it up like we want to make it very exciting but behind the scenes we're doing constant work five six seven days a week so when the field trip actually comes and like we're in new york that's like that's kind of a breather and like you know we're here like we're actually at the field trip and it's you know it's very relieving in that sense so we do want to be able to enjoy the thing that we putting we've been putting so much work into the entire semester do you remember when i made i think it was for the i think it was for the last field trip um i mean it must have been it was the fall it was cold do you remember when i made a script for it yes and i bet i could find that i i don't know what came over me i just didn't want to do homework i guess really badly (laughs) so i sat out and wrote a script like like a for real script i had parts for phil myself 
Craig, I think I had a Dylan part there too, auxiliary, depending on how he felt about it. Um, and then I printed out several copies and I gave it to you guys and I like read off the script and had like a little guided tour because I decided that instead of just, yeah, it was for the museum one because instead of just going to the museum, because I know a lot of people don't want to spend the entire day in the museum, they'd also rather walk around, which is fine, you know, spend half, spend a quarter, you know, spend a reasonable amount of time. Obviously we paid for the ticket, but regardless, they want to walk around the city. They don't know what's going on. I went and did personal time and had the committee do this, which was great, honestly. We created a spreadsheet of places to eat that are you know, local and not chains and not McDonald's. <laughs> Why would you go to New York City and eat McDonald's? No, we're not going to start that rant. No, another day. <laughs> another, another episode. Another episode. Another <laughs> episode. But of local places you know, that you might not think of or kind of popular chains that aren't Red Lobster, Bubba Gump, Shrimp Co. You know, just things you might not think of in all different food categories with their locations and approximate relative cost to a, you know, a lunch or dinner meal. We also had um, what was it? events that were going on in the city. So in whatever that park was called, that was right behind the New York Public Library. I know, I know what you're talking about. Bryant Park. Bryant Park. Bryant there was Park, a yes. whole bunch of stuff there. Apparently that weekend that we went and maybe like every weekend, but at least that time we went, they had, all these little like shops set up mm-hmm. and they were like in little glass houses so that you could go in and like maybe buy some artisanal stuff that was pretty cool to walk through i enjoyed that yeah and there was um what else was there there was that huge ice skating rink in the middle mm-hmm. obviously yes. dylan told me to stay far away that'll be another story <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um anyway so we compiled a whole list of things that were happening so then on the day of in the script i casually mm-hmm. mentioned like hey if you're looking for something to do that's a little off the beaten path, but still on the beaten path, here are some fun activities you can do. I even added it to the schedule at that day. I did like that. Uh, that was something different that we did once we took over the field trip committee. Because if you think about it, uh, UMass is a very big school. So we have a mixture of out-of-state students, uh, international students. So we so there's a lot of people who have never even seen New York. So being able to, you know, like provide these lists of different like local places to eat and local events going on, you're able to get a sense of, you know, the the culture. culture. Which is great because that's another aspect we want to hit on, you know, we're not just going to see a show and that we want you to absorb the culture and, you know, see what it's like to live in a big city for, for visit one, at least I guess live was a strong word. <laughs> what was a funny thing I was just going to bring up to you? It was related to that. It was helping in the city. I don't know. Maybe it'll come to me later. Anyway, obviously not everyone's from there. So we want to give you, you know, a little glimpse of what their cool stuff is going on. And it's not always the same. In the spring, there was that we went on the same day where in Bryant Park, which is our favorite pickup spot. There was the Scottish Festival. I just remember seeing a lot of bagpipes. There was so many bagpipes. There was a lot of hilts. There were some drum bands, too. Yes. It was a really cool thing. And I wish that we had talked about that. Of yeah. course, that was the field trip that I was concussed. So yes. I don't blame you on that one. <laughs> but I wish that we had talked about that because, you know, maybe I would have budgeted that into my time to see that because that would have been cool. Because that was pretty interesting because a lot of people were into it. And like, literally, like there was people piled into the street just for this event. So obviously right. it meant something to a lot of people. So that would have been pretty cool to, you know, like actually check out and observe 
Right, a little more authenticity. I don't know anyone that's of that culture. I'm not aware that anyone in my family is. So it was cool to like, you know, get a little taste of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that's going to be here to stay. Same with to stay. Um, moving into our next topic, tabling and signups. Oh, yes. Back in the old days, which was, <laughs> I don't know, like a year before, the year before I showed up and was in charge. So my freshman year, I guess. Yeah. We had field trip signups and tabling. Tabling, if you don't know, is when you sit at a table and people come to sign up for the field trip. Little self-explanatory there. But we used to have pen and pencil versions. So you would write your name and your email and all the other important information for us to gauge, but, and, you know, sign the forms and pay the money. Though it was on paper. So if you lost one, I don't think anyone ever did, but if you lost one, it became a major pain and a real big problem. And the real key issue here, which is why I pushed for us to move to an electronic version was that some people have a tendency to write and cling on. And yes, I am aware that is a spoken language. That is an accurate statement on how these people wrote because you couldn't read what they were saying. Was that an E? Is that an A? Could that perhaps be a sideways D? I have no way of knowing and I'm gonna have to spend so much time on people finder looking up your information. And of course there are two other people with your same name and major. So it leaves me nowhere. Except that da, 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 electronics, we switched electronics to the online awesome. version. We will never turn, turn back, Phil. Never. never, never, never. And then, oh, Phil, a true hero, made us. I did the attached spreadsheet with the Google form, so it automatically dumped into a spreadsheet. Oh, genius move! It was that was probably the most helpful part because then we would have had to cross check all of the Google forms and then put them into the spreadsheet. So honestly, good on Google for making that integration smooth. Yes, thank you, Google. Please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> but that was I didn't even know that was possible. That just made it so much easier because yes. finally we had one document and it wasn't like, oh, no, I left page three of the spreadsheet at school and we're 35 minutes away. What are we going to do? You know? If anybody needs it, they have the whole list right there. Exactly. So having it electronic, we have it in multiple spaces. So that way, if someone loses it, we have it somewhere else. We're good. Oh, tabling. What a joy. That, the only, yes. Tabling in and of itself is fine. You sit at a table for, I don't know, an hour, maybe more if you're feeling it, to just have people come up and like, you explain the quick sign-up process. It's real easy, real simple, very straightforward. Maybe collect some money from them. You can sit there doing your phone, doing your homework. You can watch a movie. You can do literally anything you want. Anything your heart's desire. Anything. Just, you can but even, you have to I, sit at the table. That's the only thing. Just sit there. We need a physical person to sit there and answer some questions. Not even hard questions because we give yes. you the information. You don't have the information. That's fine. Tell them to email myself, Phil or Dylan. Doesn't even matter. You know? Right. But the hardest part is finding someone to sit there and do it. Because inevitably, it was always like during band or something when we couldn't do it. Right, so I, that was definitely tough because, like, obviously we're the ones who want to get the most hours in because we're running the field trip, so we want to make sure as much of it goes as smooth as possible. But with both of us being in the UMass marching band, we're very busy students, so we had to delegate a lot of that time and work to other people, and that was just a whole process of 
all right, this is how we want it done. Now we need to be able to relay this to you. Uh, and then also, even if we were busy answering their uh, text messages or emails, if they had questions, like immediate questions, because someone was at the table just then and there and needed that question answered. Right. I mean, it's just, it was kind of impossible for us to do that. So we would ask other committee members, other club members, other e-board members, even some, I mean, I guess everyone who was dealing with who was Dylan's assistant at the time was in the club anyway, but right. we would ask for help. It was just hard to get people to do it. I don't honestly know why it was so hard. I, I guess because they didn't want to trek all the way down to the, the college, like South College to do it. Hmm. But that's probably one of the harder parts of this that you wouldn't think is hard because all you have to do is really just sit there and it's just basically impossible to find someone to do it the whole time. And then there's always gaps and it's just Oh, very frustrating. And that's the, I, I think that's, I'm glad you brought that up because honestly, I didn't even think about that until you said it, but it is a prominent problem is if there's even a gap of 15 minutes, we need to take down the entire sign-up table because we're collecting people's money and personal information. So that cannot be sitting outside of, or in the main lobby of right. South College. And so that was can't. a hassle. Even if we had to leave for like 15 minutes, we have to drop all that stuff off and ask very kindly for maybe a, the secretary to do it or for someone else in Dylan's office to do it or for Dylan to watch it, you know, and everyone else is busy doing their jobs. Right. It's hard of them to ask them to, you know, watch this too and, you know, make sure, okay, Stephanie's going to come in in 20 minutes and take it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's very difficult and it's annoying, but it's so important. Yes. I wish we could just have people sign up online, but... They just, I don't know, it just, it wouldn't work that way. And we need to be Mostly, able to like, explain to them how to, you know, do this job uh, well. Yeah, what's a point person? Um, when do, would I get money back as a point person? When's the field trip? What are the dates? You know, just because all the information's on the flyer doesn't necessarily mean people have read it beforehand. Maybe they just stumbled upon it and they're interested in it. Right. So, and if they have a question, you can answer it real quick, you know? It's important to have that, you know, bit of human connection there. And, you know, it's important to actually get people to sign up for the field trip. And exactly. explain the major crisis. Oh, the major crisis. Oh, yes. That, uh, that, was, uh, that was a real uh, wrench in there because, honestly, we had figured out a lot. Because in the fall of 2019, we had started from scratch with everything for doing a field trip like everything uh for our podcast listeners everything you hear us talk about for putting on a field trip and stuff this was all formulated during one semester because we started with almost nothing and so we had to come up with stuff on the spot how are we going to get people to sign up how are we going to collect money how are we going to do this so we had a system we had a process so by the time we got to the spring we hit our stride and we knew exactly what we were going into and how to handle it efficiently and then we had to literally throw it in the trash and that that wasn't fun because we that had a lot of hard work into it yes it was so sad because i kind of had i had felt it i was like oh no we're not going to be able to go because like new york can't close down I was like, yeah. no, just, <laughs> no. That whole, that whole week of, uh, I, it, I think it was oh, a week ago, a year ago, 
Uh, it was just everything was shutting down. This college was shutting down. This city's going down into it's going into lockdown for two weeks. This company is going to stop doing in person business. Like it was slowly like everything was slowly shutting down before it became a national thing. So we were dealing with it in part, and then when uh, UMass ultimately told us that we were going home for our air quote two week uh, <laughs> two week. Break, Yes. We love UMass. It's just, we were sad. But yeah, so it just, we had to kind of, we had to take all that hard work and just leave it behind. And yeah, that wasn't fun. Right. Because when I had done it, I had partnered with Jess, but Jess didn't really show me like the other side of this. No offense to Jess. She just, you know, I guess would assume that I would have picked it up, but I just didn't think to even ask these questions. Like, how do I call a bus company? How do I do this? Because whatever she hadn't taken care of, I'm sure Ryan had taken care of. Rest in peace, Ryan. He's, he's not dead, but he graduated. Big R. Big R. <laughs> we'll explain the R system, too. Not, like, math R. Just, like, the Ryan and Rebecca R thing. It was just a cute, funny thing. Anyway. um, Yeah, we just, I don't know. And, obviously, we had Dylan to help us, but we don't want to ask Dylan questions every few seconds. So, the fall was kind of touch and go. It was a little difficult. But, really, we hit our stride during spring. It was going to be the greatest thing ever. Because we had even properly delegated what you're going to do, what I'm going to do. Our communication channels were in perfectly intact. Exactly. You know, if I had an issue, it's like, hey, I gotta call you real quick and like talk this out. It'll take two minutes. It's just so sad to throw it all out. Anyway, I just way digress. The major issue is that for field trips, regardless of what we're doing, the first priority is given to club members. Yes. And majors on the same level. Because if you're in the club, for example, Phil is a math major. I am an NRC, natural resources conservation, yay, major. So we wouldn't technically qualify for the field trip, but we're in the club. We're active members. So therefore we qualify for the field trip. If you Plus we're, we're putting on the, the field trip, so I would hope we would be able to go on it at that point. Yeah, I'd be real sad if we couldn't, but <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a real kick on the teeth. <laughs> for sure. It's like, hey, you have to put in all this work, but you're staying here. And we'll Hope call on the you day if anything. There's no seats for you. <laughs> we've never had a full field trip i want one before i graduate i also want a field trip before i graduate i think i'd take that first yeah i just i want another field trip i want to be able to put one on because we have our process now we just haven't been able to fully execute it yet execute it like order 66 sorry <laughs> i just oh star wars issue anyway um so the issue another kind of important thing is that you have to explain to people that their major determines if they're not in the club whether they can go on this field trip whether they can sign up for the field trip because majors get priority and then on the wait list there's like minors and everyone else or minors are on the wait list and then if you're not a major or a minor you can do uh what's the other thing we'll have kind of like a day of wait list and we don't ever like lose that because that's really important so we'll call you on the day of and be like, hey, it's 7 a.m., wake up. You have 20 bucks, feel free to run on down to where is it? Hagus Mall, and we will help you out there, you know, come on the field trip with us. And, you know, we've had people show up and be like, I'll be there in 20 minutes. It's right. great. But the issue really is explaining what a major is and what denotes you being a major and whether you're lying to us or not. Because believe it or not, people have looked me in the eyes and been like, yeah, I'm an English major. And then I've, like, looked them up on People Finder just to – reassure myself that they are because that's another aspect of our job that we can't just have i mean i guess we could have them do that but that's kind of weird um or like looking through official scripts to have that dylan does 
you know, we will send him a list of people that were didn't we weren't able to determine whether they were that or not through People Finder. Um, is what their major is, because if you're an English minor but a math major and you're not in the club, you can't sign up for the field trip. And even though you just signed up for the field trip, I'm gonna have to move your names to a separate waitlist now. It just becomes a whole thing. I can't t- tell you the number of times people have been like, "Yeah, I'm a major," and I find out they're not at all, even a minor. It's definitely unfortunate when people are like, I had it one time actually where someone was, uh, yeah, I'm an English major. So I was like, cool, you're an HFA major, you qualify, sign up. And then I, and then they fill out the form and then they're about to hand me their money. And then the form like sends the information to the spreadsheet and I look (laughs) at the spreadsheet and it says they're, I forget what major it was, but it was a STEM major. And I was like, hey, so you can't go on the field trip? And they were like, why? I'm an English major. I'm like, you literally just said you're a STEM major. So um... yeah, I don't like, I don't know what you expected us to. Did you think we wouldn't know? Like, do do you think we didn't have a process for this? Like, obviously, we're going to double check because we want to be able to give priority to the uh, HFA majors because this is being put put on and partially paid for for by the College of Humanities and Fine Arts. So the majors in that college should probably get that priority. We have to give them priority because it's kind of their trip, you know? Exactly. We're just here along for the ride. It just makes it difficult. And then, oh, the unfortunate conversation we have to have with people over email about them or even a person about them coming back to collect their money because we like only found out later that they lied because like they'll even write english on the form but then we double check because we have to because these incidents happen yes and we find out they're not or like for example um i think one time it happened somebody was a stem major and minor but they were switching to an english major i didn't know that and on people finder it said they were like i don't know stem major so I talked to Dylan and I was like, hey, you want to you know, check this out? And then he did and found out that the person was switching and the forms just like weren't complete. And, you know, the school hadn't finished doing it yet. And it was something like that. So it, they were eligible for it. It was just that it wasn't showing up yet. Right. So we, we do gotta, have to double check these things just in case. Yeah, we got to cross check these. So that way, you know, it, we're able to prioritize people that we need to. Yeah, we're trying to help you. Please don't lie to us. We're trying to help please don't make it more complicated. We want to be your friends here. We want to make this a smooth process for you. All right. We've been here for like an hour. This is so sad. I can't believe we did this again. We even had a list. Phil sent me like a whole thing. Episode two, central (laughs) theme, bullet points. And then in the end, these topics, like this, all this other stuff in um, parentheses. I'm so sorry. If you're still listening, you must just, I don't know. Thank you. You're our loyalist. Thank you. We we appreciate that. Shout out to Dylan, who will probably be listening this far. Love you, Dylan. And love and anyone else. <laughs> the last topic: paper, paper, and more paper. Oh, and flyering. We can we'll melt it in one. Um, if you've never seen NBC's The Office, the U.S. version, you should, because the amount of paper that we use in, <laughs> in at least one field trip could easily sustain Dunder Mifflin Scranton paper for like a year. Because we are are real life Dunder Mifflin with the amount of paper we're using and purchasing. We just use so much paper and it's sometimes I mean like it's I mean it's useful like it but at the same time like it is a lot of paper and yeah like you were saying like uh 
uh, we you, we have a lot of colored paper, and that those are different prices. <laughs> so uh, it it it's a lot. I can feel my major be like, "Go ahead, grab another sheet of paper." I can feel it judging me when I do it. Flyering, <laughs> if you don't know, is probably what you're thinking of. You know, Dylan will be like, "Hey, this is the list of places that you're approved to go and ask around campus to hang up a flyer in their office. If their door is closed, maybe knock on it or go back another day." So we have this list and a box of flyers and you will physically walk around campus and be like, hey, knock, knock. That was me knocking on the door. It was really a poster. I don't know what happens. Either way. <laughs> Sorry. Either way. Um, you will go to the office and ask very politely if you can hang a flyer and if you can leave a couple of flyers with them to give to their other HFA major students who may come in. And they always say yes. I don't think I've ever had them say no. Yeah, I've never had anyone say no. Usually they just like weren't there, so right. I don't know. Maybe I slid a couple under the door if I could fit up. <laughs> but yeah, we have approved places because each department, you know, has access to their own flyers. So you have to ask permission to hang things up. And in public places, we've hung up flyers too. You know, like um maybe at a dining hall, we've hung up a flyer there or something like that. Mm. But flyering is so incredibly easy and stressful because I don't enjoy talking to strangers and asking them for things. I don't mind going up and be, having a full conversation about, I don't know, a foreign French film that I've seen once and feel the need to discuss in con deep you know, analysis. I can do that. But asking, hey, can I please put up this flyer is so nerve wracking. It definitely is. It's just like, I'm just so nervous about it. Even though, you know, I'm spending all week calling places and getting ticket prices and things like that. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's on the phone and I don't have to see them when I ask for something. And honestly, the worst they'd say is like, no, sorry, you can't hang it up. And I'd be like, okay, fine. You know, it's just so, so stressful. Because you have to watch these people react to you, like, asking. And then it's like, if they're confused, like, then you're like, oh, now I have to, like, backtrack. And, oh, the worst is what like, certain points. Because then I'm just panicking, like, maybe I didn't say it right. Uh, maybe I should just leave. I'm just I'll overthinking out the everything door about what I said. I just want to be able to put the flyers out. Please, let me just put it up, please. <laughs> uh, no, it, that's just very stressful. But or, no. And the harder part, too, is that sometimes, like, if it's been a while since you flyer, like, even a week, you might not remember where these places are. So I kind of have to, like, hunt through to find this room. Right. I might not even be on the right floor, and I think I am. Or the floor is actually in the wrong place. I'm on the wrong side. Oh, it's so stressful. But it's so important. It's so, so important. That's how we're getting these people's attention if they're not in the club. And sure, we send out the emails, and it's on the HFA college you know, website for under events and all, all these other things. But flyering is very important, too, because we flyer in you know, public student spaces that they're going to either study in or ask their academic advisor for help or ask a professor for some help, you know, so we're getting more interest in it and we're letting them know that this is happening. Right. But it's just stressful because I don't like talking to strangers and asking them for things. Same. Even if it's just permission to put up a flyer. <laughs> <sighs> what a good time. Sure. But it's very important. And, you know, I love field trips. I love planning it. Honestly, this is the best thing I think that could have happened to me because this has just given me so much opportunity and so much authority and I have padded my resume with great you know insight from this and experience 
and it's a lot of fun honestly i've loved field trips since i mean who didn't love a field trip but field trips were great because the it was the only time we were allowed i'm going out on a tangent it was the only time we were allowed to eat lunchables because my mom was a nurse and was like those are garbage probably it'd be healthier if we eat dirt not really but you know <laughs> and it was the only time we were allowed to have lunchables as kids was on field trip days my dad would take us to school and we like especially he'd for sure take us to school on that day because he would buy us the lunchable then we'd go to school and go on the field trip he'd drop us off it was, it was just the greatest experience because i got a lunchable that day i'm sorry i just that's why i love field trips they're just amazing no it's good it's it's there for the nostalgia factor and now you're here actually putting on the field trips i mean i don't like eat lunchables now because i'm an adult and i just don't think to buy them you know whatever they're they're still good though oh no they're still delicious every now and again like i'm going on a long drive home i might just buy one because they're delicious same with the spongebob ice cream i know (laughs) we're already this far in same with the spongebob ice cream because i really enjoy the um the little like how it's on the bottom like his pants are i don't know fruit flavored and it's really good either way oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah yeah either way um i've always loved field trips so i was really excited when dylan was like hey jess is leaving next semester so are you interested in perhaps taking on this committee and then my lovely phil was gifted to me phil's was the greatest <laughs> gift i could have ever gotten i love how you say that but i'm older than you oh my gosh <laughs> I, are you yeah okay funny ironic thing i for some reason think because phil wasn't introduced to me I mean, I think he was in the club, but I just didn't talk to him that much. Well, no, because I didn't come to UMass until the spring semester of my freshman year. That was it. Because you weren't introduced to me, really, I didn't know who you were. So when you were, like, the co-chair there, I was like, who is this Phil? And I thought you were a year younger than me, and sometimes I still do. And it was one day after the club, you were like, oh, I'm in the band. And I was like, I'm in the band, too. How you liking it for your first year? And you're like, uh... It's good, but what? I was like, aren't you a freshman? He was like, no, no I'm your year. And I was like, wait, how did you know that? And I didn't. <laughs> because I because we've talked about it before. But I was gonna say you you do have a tendency to like only remember certain details about you know people. Like, <laughs> leave me in my selective memory alone. I can't remember names for the life of me. Yeah, at least you know my name and my major now, which I very much appreciate. Oh, we're coming up on my favorite. Um, part which is when i attempt to pronounce your last name oh yes here we go all right thank you so much listeners for listening this far i'm just gonna make two stabs at trying to pronounce philip philip i can't believe your first name is philip i should call you that that's a cute name um what (laughs) it's just weird because you never called me philip i know i'm just looking at says like like, tomorrow philip standrowick no okay attempt one (laughs) Okay, say it. Standrovich. Standrovich. Yes. Yes! Standrovich. Let's see if I can remember it next time. Episode two, Rebecca said my last name correctly. That's in the But only after hearing you pronounce it, Philip Standrovitz. No, that was was wrong. No, what what was it? (laughs) All right, I think that was already two attempts. Man. I'm enjoying this, though, because we're just like, you know, we're letting this play on across multiple episodes, and eventually maybe you'll remember without me saying it it's not even like i I can pronounce your netflix password but i can't or your disney plus password but i can't pronounce your last name (laughs) i have a fun friendship um 
I was a little concerned about him because I was like, he's going to take my job. But then Phil ended up being the light of my life and so helpful. Oh, just, man, he was the best and he's my age. So yes. that's cool. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh, Phil, I can't wait to see you in person again. Oh, that's going to be great. We're going to get the vaccine, which like they just announced that everyone can get the vaccine April 19th. So this may be over sooner than we think. Hopefully. I'm hopefully trying to get it sooner than that because I work in a grocery store, so I'm eligible March 22nd. Ooh, nice. Yes. Get my shoddy shots Love or it. vaccines, I guess. I don't condone drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Quick side note as a drinking, um, well, not drinking, partying. <laughs> this is a weird tangent. Uh, it's two seconds, I promise. Do you remember um, that time that Bella was in charge of the party planning committee? That's not the name, but I feel like they should change it. To that i think it's small events well it used to be uh party planning and then it became small events PPC party planning committee but yes. a student had approached her and asked about uh, just like a themed party we were having that time for uh, during a meeting and said like will there be drugs at the party will there be drinking <laughs> wait i forgot about that <laughs> which i mean i guess it's a fair it's a fair question because oh. we did say the word party but we were like no we're, we're still an academic group or academically based and the school is still funding us and it's yes. from 8 to 9 p.m on a tuesday <laughs> so no we're not thinking quite like that but you know we did turn up with some mcdonald's that was great exactly or did we get it or did bella get it i think bella, no, because yeah, bella had yeah. a hard time trying to get it and she swore that she would never do it again that was funny <laughs> Oh, anyway, um, that was the FTC and Honest Guide to Plan Planning a Field Trip Part Two. Yes. Thank you to my co-host Philip Strando Strand Stando Standrowitz. No, but thank you for uh, <laughs> this is a good episode for sure. Uh, we'll get the last name eventually, and, oh, well. and I'm looking forward to the next time. Also, I'm so sorry this ran so long. I know we were like, all right, 30 minutes. We're capping it. Maybe I'll set a timer next time so I can actually see it. Maybe. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah, Listen in for chapter two, chapter three. That's what I meant. When we chapter will be talking three. about a topic oh, that is yet to be discovered. All right. And now the intro music. I probably should have had this queued up. It's all right. I'm all so right. sad. I've got this. Anyway, by the way, I don't... I mean, we're not really using the permission. But no, no, no. Um, the song is called... Tadao, T-A-D-O-W. It's by F-K-J and Masigo, M-A-S-E-G-O. It is a great seven-minute song, basically eight minutes, but we only play like the first 10 seconds. Anyway, I heard it over the summer and I was like, wow, this would be a great podcast song. And then I was like, ooh, Phil and I, podcast song. Here we are. Anyway, thank you all and tune in next week or whenever we make one. Yes. Thank you.